Good morning, Shiloh. Oh, come bless the Lord. Bless the Lord, all ye people. Oh, we come to have a good time in the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. The name of the song says, again, I say rejoice. Oh, rejoice in the Lord always. So we invite you at home. If you're familiar, we want you to sing along.
God's cry be magnified in this your holy temple, in this your holy place, and we will rise to Zion's highs, to praise and
There is a word from the Lord on today found in this scripture. I would like to lift up these three words as my topic on today, found in the eighth verse of the scripture that we read on today. Three words, God will provide. God will um, provide. I've learned along this journey that we call life. These three words, God will provide, is all I ever needed to sustain me. Um, now these three words cannot be taken um, lightly. Uh, I mean, we just can't say them without believing that God truly will provide everything that we need. Um, understand this, saying the words God will provide doesn't eliminate the journey. Uh, we, we still have to go through um, some things. We still have to face life difficulties. Trials and tribulations will still accompany us. We still would have to carry the weight of life until God get ready to step in and give us whatever it is we need. As much as we want to be in control of everything that goes on, God has the ultimate say-so. Most of us wanted this pandemic to be over as soon as it started. And, and within our own rights and our own thoughts, we can feel however we want to. But have we taken a moment to realize that maybe God is not ready for this to be over yet? Just maybe God is using this pandemic to divulge, to unveil, to expose some things that has been hidden for so long. But I stopped by today to remind us that when God is ready, he will provide all the things that we need to bring this pandemic to an end. Not only the pandemic, but the economic struggle, the health care disparities, police brutality, political corruption, uh, marital problems, way where children, loss of jobs, uh, alcohol problem, drug dependency, even sex addiction, all sorts of things that we're dealing with right now. But no matter what we are dealing with, no matter how long we have to endure such agony, when God is ready and only when he is ready, he will provide everything that we need 
to get through this. Even if our mayor president is doing everything she can, she still can't provide all we need. Our governor is doing the best he can, but he can't provide everything we need either. And no one has a clue as to what number 45 is doing. And, and even he's proven himself that he refuses to do whatever is needed. So no matter what, I'm going with God because God has provided before. He's providing now and he will continue to provide in years to come. We look for money to solve our problems, but eventually money runs out. We look for friends to help us, but they too can turn their backs on us. We even look to our parents and family, but they too can forsake us along the way. And, and that's all right, because God is all we need. Songwriter says to build our hopes on things eternal. Our money and our friends and our families, those things are earthly things. But God's love, his, his grace and his mercy are all eternal things, which is why we should strive to hold to his unchanging hand. Let's look at Abraham in this scripture who was blessed to have his son Isaac after turning 100 years of age. At this moment in scripture, Isaac had made it to be a young adult and his earthly father has been assigned by his heavenly father to take him to the land of Moriah up on a mountain there to slay him. Um, I, thought, I think about the timing of this assignment and why would God wait until Isaac was a young adult then to ask Abraham to offer him as a sacrifice? Oftentimes, I can't help to think about my oldest son and as he's beginning his young adult life. Uh, most of all, I reflect on our father and son time that we spent together, how I watched him grow over the years, all of the conversations with him, the times we had to talk about some decisions he's made, even the times I had to fuss at him. But all those things were all beneficial to the relationship and to the bond we share. I mean, just as I with my son, I can only imagine that Abraham and Isaac also shared a bind. I couldn't imagine such an assignment, which is why I understand that some translations say God tested Abraham. Other translations say God tempted Abraham. But nevertheless, Abraham, in verse 3 of our text this morning, he woke up early the next morning. He gathered everything he needed and set out for the place that God had told him about. On the third day, they made it to the land of Moriah, and Abraham began to situate what he needed. So he placed the wood for a burnt offering on Isaac's shoulders while he himself carried the fire and the knife. As two of them walked on together shortly after, Isaac said, well, Dad, I see the wood. I see the fire and the knife, but where is the sheep for the burnt offering? Abraham's sentiments to Isaac on that day is the same sentiments that I'm offering to us on today. He said these three words, God will provide. We too will look around one day and realize that some things is missing that we know we need, but church, we need not to worry. And we need not to fret because God will provide. No matter the ups 
and the downs, the trials and tribulations, the ins and the outs of this life, just rest assured that no matter how tough the task, God will provide. Knowing that God will provide leading me into my first point is that knowing that God will provide would put us in the right frame of mind. Look at this verse. In verse 2, God gave Abraham an assignment. Verse 3, Abraham got up early and began working on the assignment that he was given. Let me repeat that. Verse 2, God gave Abraham an assignment. But verse 3, Abraham got up and immediately began working. Notice there wasn't any hesitation from Abraham. He didn't ask any questions. He just got up early the next morning and he got to work. All of Abraham's actions show that he was in the right frame of mind. But the question is, how many of us listening to this sermon on today who didn't have the right frame of mind when we were given an assignment for God and we began to stall or ignore the assignment? Some of us even tried like Jonah and we went the other way. I believe that Abraham was in the right frame of mind because he knew that no matter what God had a plan for the assignment, that God would provide one way or another. See, what we do is we give, God gives us an assignment and then we wait for some magical sign or some revelation of how this thing is going to turn out. Some of us even pray to God and say, show me a sign of how this thing is going to turn out that we will know this assignment is beneficial to us. I recently learned a new phrase from a dear friend of mine, trust with approval. That statement means we feel more confident in the decisions that, that's made if we can approve it first. Sadly enough, we treat God the same way. We would trust what God said, where God is sending us and what he's telling us to do only if we can approve it first. But there's a news flash. Sometimes God will tell us to go and we just have to get up and go. No questions asked. Sometimes God will tell us to do and we have to get up and do. No questions asked. So if there's anything that I can help us out with this morning is that knowing that God will provide should put us in the right frame of mind to do whatever he says and we must understand that knowing that God will provide doesn't happen after he's already provided. It starts for us at the beginning of the journey before we make a move. Which leads me to my next point. Not only knowing that God will provide, put us in the right frame of mind, it would also allow us to accept the end of the journey before we begin the journey. We already mentioned in verse 2 that God told Abraham to slay your son. But in verse 5, Abraham told his servants that Isaac and I will travel a little further and we will worship there and we will be right back. In verse 2, God says, slay your son. But in verse 5, Abraham said, we're going to worship. In the beginning of this assignment, it seems to be a difficult one. But Abraham knew that God was involved, so he was willing to accept whatever the end result was going to be. If God revealed to us today that something is going to happen to us in the near future, we will probably do our level best to talk him out of it. We will probably try to reason with God. Some of us would even try to bargain 
with God. I can hear us now saying to God, no, no, God, not right now. That's not, I'm not ready for that. God, can we hold on a little longer before you take this from us or before you take that from us? Can my loved ones stick around a little longer before you take them to glory? Can I stay at this job, God, a little longer before you take it from me because I have some things I need to take care of? Can I hold on to this money a little longer before I give it away to bless somebody else? We must know that God has a plan for everything. And yes, things can work out for our benefit if we're able to just let go and let God have his way. Maybe Abraham's faith in God allowed him to know that God both could and would, for his promise sake, either preserve Isaac from being sacrificed or afterwards raise Isaac from the dead. Either way, Abraham felt that when he returned back to his servants, Isaac would still be with him. Things seem pretty bad for us right now when we don't know which way to turn. We can't go to medical facilities to seek help in fear that we would end up worse off than when we came. Sunday morning worship, as we know it, has changed. Prior to this pandemic, we can come to church and there was just something about being at church from the time that we hear that we should just detach ourselves from the problems that's going on in our lives. We're at this place, a worse, a place where we can, that serves as a refuge and strength for us, a, a force, a, we, but we're forced to use the means of worship that we're not fond of. We're forced to use live stream and telephone calls and even Zoom when we would rather be all together worshiping in the same place at the same time. But I still can assure us on today that no matter what it is that we have to deal with right now, it's all a part of God's plan. Knowing that God will provide not only puts us in the right frame of mind, not only does it help us accept the journey at the beginning of this assignment, um, but lastly, knowing that God will provide, help us to face adversity with confidence. I mentioned my son earlier um, and we began to reflect this past weekend. Uh, for the past two years, he had two injuries, both one on East Lake. And after each injury, he had to learn pretty much how to not only walk again, but how to run again. And he began to talk about how this adversity has strengthened him. Um, so today, as we look in our scripture, Isaac said, well, we have the fire and we have the root, but where is the sheep for the burnt offering? Abraham said, God will provide. Irregardless of what we have to face, um, we, and we really face some tough situations in our lives, we must know that God will provide. Has that ever happened in your life? Have you heard something that was so detrimental to, to your life, but because you serve a great God, a God that is mighty and strong and strong in battle. You uttered the words for yourself, God will provide. The doctor said one thing, but you looked at the doctor and said, but God will provide. Your employer fired you and before you can pack your things up um, and leave your office, you hear a voice that says in your ear, God will provide. We have more bills than we have money to pay for the bills, but I come by today to tell you God will provide. 
So as I go to my seat, I want to tell us on today, we have been tossed and driven by the winds and the waves of this life. But just know that no matter what is going on, God will provide whatever it is, big or small. My God is able and God will provide. God provided for us a long time ago when he gave us his only begotten son, um, Jesus, who done for us what we can't do for ourselves. We know the story. He hung there on the cross. He died for your sins and, and for mine. But the good news is that he didn't stay dead. He rose up one Sunday morning with all power in his hands. So if God can provide for us a long time ago, God can provide for us now. And I'm not worried about what tomorrow will bring because I know whatever he's done in the past, he's faithful and just to continue doing in our future. So no matter what we're going through on today, my church family, just know these three words, God will provide. Beginning to the end, it will 